Welcome to God's Playbook with your host, Father Rico Passero. It's a 20, 10, 5, touchdown! Touchdown! Let's play ball. Welcome back to God's Playbook, friends. I'm Father Rico. Today we're going to talk about worry and how Jesus wants us to deal with worry. We're going to read the passage from Luke chapter 12, verses 22 to 34. We hear in the gospel, Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens, they neither sow nor reap, they have neither storehouse nor barn, and yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? And can any of you by worrying add a single hour to your span of life? If then you are not able to do so small a thing as that, why do you worry about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of those. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? And do not keep striving for what you are to eat and what you are to drink, and do not keep worrying. For it is the nations of the world that strive after all these things and your Father knows that you need them. Indeed, strive for his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. Make purses for yourselves that do not wear out, an unfailing treasure in heaven, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Raise your hand if you're a worrier. I see you out there. Those of us that are worriers, does this passage not speak to our heart? Now, it doesn't mean that we are to live carefree doesn't mean that we aren't to worry about things. But the degree to which we worry is what Jesus is addressing here. Jesus gives us so many examples of nature and how God looks after the flowers, the grass, the birds. And yet they are just merely part of his creation. You who have been formed by his almighty hand whom he calls in the book of Genesis very good because you are made in his image and likeness. Jesus didn't die on the cross for the birds, the grass, etc. Jesus died on the cross to redeem you of your sin, my brother and sister, to redeem me of my sin, to redeem us, my friends. And so if Jesus worried enough about dying for us, Don't you think he's going to provide for our needs, as he says so beautifully in the scripture? 
Sometimes worrying is a good thing. It helps us to prepare. It keeps us on the edge of our seat. It helps us to be cautious. And yet the worry that Jesus is speaking of here is worry that can paralyze us. And Jesus doesn't want us to be paralyzed in fear. Jesus wants us to be disciples of trust. In his apparitions to St. Faustina, in the image of the divine mercy, underneath are the words, Jesus, I trust in you. This beautiful prayer are not merely words, but an expression of true faith. Jesus, I trust in you. What does this mean for us? Well, it means that God, even though things may not make sense to me, I need to trust that you have my best interest in mind. I need to trust that if I got a pink slip at work, that you're going to help me to find another job to provide for my family. Lord, I have to trust that when something I like is taken away, you have something better for me. Lord, I have to trust that this cross that you're asking me to carry is going to help me to become a holier and better person. Lord, I have to trust in you more and worry about things less. Father, it's easy for you to say, you don't know what I'm going through. You're right, I don't. Only God knows what you're going through. Even ourselves, we think we see the big picture, but oftentimes we only see part of the picture. And so when Jesus is asking us not to worry about certain things, then we need to realize that we shouldn't worry about things. Whatever Jesus is asking of us, we should follow. When Jesus says, don't do something, we shouldn't do it. When Jesus says, do something, we should do it. So this idea of worrying too much, worrying excessively, that can paralyze us. It can cripple us. And Jesus doesn't want that. We get sometimes so worried about things that are beyond our control. Perhaps you've heard of the serenity prayer. The serenity prayer asks God for the grace and the ability, if you're a control freak like me, to worry less and to trust more. God, grant me the grace to be able to accept the things that I cannot change. This is very difficult for me, friends. I'm not sure if it's hard for you. I like things done a certain way. I like my life to fall in a particular order. And yet, then it's all about Rico. Where is God moving in my life? Where do I give room to the Holy Spirit to lead my life? If I've got to always do things my way. This is not a Frank Sinatra song, friends. Doing it my way. Rather, this is an opportunity of doing it God's way. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, is what the Lord's Prayer says. Not whatever Rico wants to go on in his life should take place. How many times has God surprised us? Things we worry about. And then we never have to address them. Studies show that 92% of people's worries never take place. 92%. Think of it. 92 things that you've worried about out of the last 100 are never going to happen in your life. So why are we wasting our time worrying about it? Only 8% of our worries actually take place. And of the 8%, only 3% of those 8 are worst-case scenarios. Now, yes, I acknowledge, sometimes worst-case scenario is a very big deal. But think about that. 3%, 3 out of every 100 
are worst case scenarios. Why are we wasting our life worrying so much? What if this? What if that? Well, what if it doesn't happen? That's what Jesus is saying. Trust me more. Now, should we be saving for our retirement? Absolutely. But if we save so much for our retirement that we never go on a family trip, what happens if I die at 60 and I don't even retire? Now what? What was all that saving for? Sometimes we're just so afraid of an unknown future, friends, that we lose the gift of today. What is Jesus asking of us today? What am I overlooking today? That tomorrow might be gone. Or it may not be something I'm truly focused on. Again, Jesus is trying to help us to realize you don't see the big picture. I do. I'm God. Let me be God and let you be you. Children don't see the big picture. Parents see the big picture, especially when children are young, right? They think they've got it all figured out. Well, I can just stay up and watch a little bit more TV. They don't think about the fact that they can't get up for school the next day, or that even if they do get up for school, they're going to be falling asleep at their desk at 1.30. Kids don't think about the fact that they eat as much candy as they want, that they're going to have a tummy ache or cavities. To be totally carefree is also not of God. So God is not asking us to be totally carefree. But if we're being truly honest with ourselves, friends, I would suggest that most of us worry too much. And that if we spend half the time we do on worrying about things that 92% of the time never is going to take place, and if I learn to just trust God more, and rather spend the time in saying, God, show me where you are in this situation. I look forward to expecting the blessings from God. Think about how much of a game changer that might be for us. When players show up to practice, they expect that the coach is going to develop a plan. Whether they're on a winning team or a losing team, there's an expectation that it's the coach's job to develop plays to help us to win. Well, so it is of a child of God. We should expect God to provide for our needs. He always has and he always will. Those needs may be different from what you and I might expect, and yet God is ever-present. Think of the times in which we'd worried about things and God made them a hundred times better than we could ever imagined. Why would that be any different than the thing that you and I are worrying about right now? Growing up, one of my lifelong goals was to get season tickets to the Toronto Maple Leafs. And so when I answered the call of God, I thought to myself, well, I'm never going to have season tickets now because I won't be able to afford tickets for the Maple Leafs, which sadly, sadly, the Leafs charge way too much money to watch them play. And you Leaf haters out there are smiling because you know this to be true. And us Leafs nation, we know that this is true as well. So I put myself on a waiting list. 16 years later, the waiting list, I'm still 2,100 on the waiting list. I'm never going to get them, I think. I'm never going to get them. And then God put a special man in my life who became a friend of mine through the church that I would have never met in regular circles. But because I was so worried that I would never get tickets, God just said, just wait. In my time, it's going to take place. And so I was blessed 
with the ability to become a season ticket holder because of the gift of this friend who will remain unnamed. He also helped me to find ways to pay for it, which is another gift from God. So what was I so worried about? If God wanted me to have them, and those of you who know me know my love for the Maple Leafs, my passion as president of Leafs Nation, welcome to the club, friends. But it's this idea that Jesus wanted me to have it. He wanted me to wait for it. And then thankfully he gave it to me. And I have it now. Hopefully I'll have it for a long time. If he takes it away, then I have to realize, you know what? I must not need it anymore. It's very freeing, isn't it? What am I so worried about? What are you so worried about? My example of the leaf tickets, I'm sure you have a hundred examples of the same things in your life. Or if not yet, expect that God is going to wow you with something as a reward for being faithful to him. And trust me, friends, I'm still a work in progress. By no means am I calling myself Saint Rico, though that's what I'm striving to live by so that I can become a saint. But God rewards. God can never be outdone in generosity. So if he looks after the needs of creation, how much more will God look after you? So let's worry less. Let's trust more. And then expect the blessings from God. Sometimes he tells us no. Sometimes he tells us not yet. Sometimes he tells us yes. And when he does, God can never be outdone in generosity. So with a trusting heart, let us continue our day knowing that God is with us. One thing we never have to worry about is God abandoning us. For God's Playbook, I'm Father Rico. God loves you and so do I. If you like what you hear, please consider supporting us on our Ko-Fi, K-O-F-I, or GoFundMe at God's Playbook Podcast. Thanks and God bless.